Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, you know, and occasionally these people will tell you the truth about them. So, for example, Sam uh, Bakeman Fraud, he, admit, he admitted it was in a, I think it was a, it was a CBS, it was an interview he was doing with uh, one of these major networks because, you know, they were, they were casting him as this altruistic guy that wanted to give away all of his money. And he, he was a real do-gooder. And he finally said, look, I'm going to quote, this is a quote. He said, this is what he said about having an ethical image. It's a dumb game. We woke Westerners play. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's funny a dumb game that we woke westerners play that's that's that what he called ethics and that's how these people are you know they anything ethical is just a dumb game uh and he seemed to be very comfortable about and i think that's probably the way he was raised that look you know you're you are you were born into a family of the beautiful people the the special you know we're the ones that or have all the smarts and we're the ones that have all the money and power and we deserve everything that we have and everybody else is beneath you. So you don't, you don't have any moral obligations to anybody. It's okay to lie and to deceive and to cheat. It's okay because it's a survival of the fittest. And if you don't do that, you're working against your own interest. That's the way he was raised. And that's the way all these Klaus Schwab and Yuval Harari, all these people were raised. Yeah, Dan, you're you're uh, right about the no, you're right about that, and it's funny because there's certain sects of you know certain religions uh, and stuff we've talked about that you know obviously gets you thrown off everywhere if you have these conversations publicly. Yeah. But th- no, there's certain. Well, I could mention this. So uh, you know, Jared Kushner, who recently came out and said essentially he's transhumanist, he'd be the last generation to live forever, the first generation to yeah. die, uh, and he's part of the Habat Lubavitch crowd and everything. And 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 you've shared many extreme things that their top religious leaders have said now not to say you don't see some of that coming out of extreme forms of christianity or extreme forms of uh islam so you see but the more that i've been studying the technocrats uh the the history of the eugenicists now you're talking about like this sam bankman and when i study elon musk and peter thiel so i'm starting to see these guys coming from all different areas but they that is the common idea ideology they share uh sort of like we were told that hitler said about the jews like these subhuman mongrels well this is what you hear coming from these elites they look at us as subhuman mongrels and they can do whatever they want to us they can use us abuse us steal from us kill us uh whatever they want to do to us as long as it benefits them and i think that does come from the absence i say to the audience like i'm not here on this show to sell christian Christianity, but if you remove any semblance of God, a creator, natural life, mother nature, from this, you end up in what the fourth industrial revolution is, this merger of the biological
technological, physical, and digital worlds, the merger of them into what? A prison, a prison planet where all of us are slaves. And they believe they can be God, but as I tell the audience, exactly. they're not God. They're hijackers, they're pirates, and they're freaking hackers. That's why they, they call us hackable animals, because they can't create anything. Everything they try to create is just a copy, or they try to hack us, they try to DNA splice us. If they were God, they could snap their fingers and have a totally new form of DNA. They wouldn't have to hack humans. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you want to put it in terms of Satanism, well, Satanism, pure Satanism, they don't even believe in a Satan. They believe in, it's a humanistic belief that they themselves, they appoint deity to themselves. And that's what, whether it's Chabad or whether it's it's Nazis or whether, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It, you've got a group of people that have appointed deity to themselves and they believe because they've, they've uh, given themselves this deity that they have the right to do whatever they need to do uh, to get whatever they want and walk over anybody or any other group of people that they need to to get it. They just, they've, they've given them their, their own providence. You know what I'm saying? They're, they just, they've uh, ordained themselves to do this. And that's really what this is. All. It's self-worship. And that's what these people are. This, this kid, for him to be able to, in such a relaxed manner and, and, and so nonchalant and so at ease with doing this to swindle this many people and to do this many dastardly things tells me that at the, at the root of him, there's, at the core, is an ideology that tells him that he's God and he he has, you know, his own, I guess it's just, the only person he's going to answer to is himself. Whereas if he had a Christian worldview or, you know, that type of worldview that he, he would answer to a higher, to a God, uh, to an actual God, a creator God, then he would be terrified to do something like this. His conscience wouldn't allow him to do something like this because he would be afraid of judgment day. Well, they're not afraid of judgment day. They don't believe in it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Bernie. I mean, it is like a Bernie Madoff. If you if you go off of like I always let's just go off of the official narrative story. You know, someone who could go take in all of this money through pension funds, and you know, there's teachers and firemen and policemen, like literally people who who uh, make you know almost nothing in the scheme of things, and then just take all their money and go buy a yacht with it. And you're like, screw them. I mean, I guess when the, when the scam is up, it's up. You know, screw these people. I don't even care. And you end up leaving all these yeah. people broke and high and dry. You're like some lady who's been teaching kindergarten for 42 years and uh, is going to retire with a few hundred thousand dollars in her in her pension. And boom, you just steal it. You go, well, what'd you do with it? I, don't, I bought a gold watch with it. I mean, what do you mean what I do with it? It's like they don't even care at all. Yep. And I, I'm a believer, but even if I wasn't, I would tell you that, it, you know, that the God story would be a myth worth perpetuating or propagating because 
I want my leaders, I want people over me to believe that they're going to answer to something for what they do. But I, I actually, I am a believer, but it's, you know, uh, these people that, that it just goes back to what you said. It's an atheistic really belief. It's, uh, they don't believe that there's a God that they're going to answer to. Therefore, they get to make their own rules. What, what difference does it make? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I would, you, you're not going to reap what you sow. I mean, uh, when you when you read this then, this stuff that I was reviewing last, and this was a very interesting piece I reviewed last night because it was written by Harvard Magazine in 2016, and it was basically Harvard admitting to all the stuff they did from the late 1800s to the you know, mid 1930s, and then the article ends up basically apologizing and saying yeah this was just a blemish on our record oh really a 45 year blemish and then they say well and we're going to be the leaders in all this transhumanist stuff coming up and G dna splicing and uh, designer babies so hopefully we can get it right this time i'm like first off it never ended in 1935 the eugenics programs continued but no one could be involved with this stuff unless you do believe believe that you are god i mean when you read this shit about like sterilizing the unfit i mean dan this was i found this stuff it was crazy so the minute the history of the minimum wage do you know what the history of the actual minimum wage was i can't tell you okay these progressive era economists created the minimum wage for the purpose of forcing a bunch of people out of the workforce that then they could deem to be unemployable right so they say you and i were working right. as dishwashers and they hated me because i don't know i had japanese ancestry and you have what was your dad lithuanian is that what, uh that was Cro croatian Croatian, Croatian. Croatian. Right, they, so they didn't like Japanese and Croatian blood. So they would set a minimum wage, and let's just say it's today, of $29, right? And so now the the employer goes, fire, I'm not going to have these two goons here for $29. I'll just fire them. So then they would deem you to be, this is how they socially engineered it, to be unemployable. Then unemployable rolled over into what they called unfit. So now if we were unfit, then we were deemed to be fit feeble-minded and if we were feeble-minded then they'd send us off to an asylum or like a concentration camp where would we would be chemically castrated so these guys were so uh strategic that they were like let's pass minimum wage to force these people out of the workforce so we could declare them unemployable unfit feeble-minded and then chemically castrate them like you don't do that kind of stuff unless you like you said you believe you're Self, you are a god. You know, you are the means yeah. to the end, basically. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's what got Satan thrown out of heaven. That's the story. You know, I will be like the Most High, and uh, so that's what—that's the very spirit of Satan is. I'm God, and that's—that's uh, that's the problem. That this has always been the problem, and you get these. Uh, I'm godders in control the way they have. They've always been around, but it's like you said, now we live in a, in a technological age at, where they can really see an opportunity to do what they tried to do thousands of years ago in Babylon, which is build their one world utopia. And uh, that's where it's just Babylon 2.0.
is what we're dealing with here. It's it's the same spiritual disease, uh, but it's 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 just a different time, and, and now they're they're using technology to bring this about. And this this the thing that probably worries me the most is this, you know, CBDCs. I, I think that they are people really need that the word needs to get out and people really need to understand what this really means. I mean, they're going to be sold on it by all the, the conveniences and bells and whistles. How, how much easier to make life for you, but they're not going to consider they're not going to be educated about the, the uh, unintended consequences of this, which is someone's going to be controlling every aspect of your life. They're going to tell you what you can buy, where you can go, what you, if you have express opinions. You've already seen how this goes with PayPal. It's already here to a degree. I mean, look what happened at PayPal. If you, yeah. what do they call it? Misinformation? What misinformation really, that's code for you're disagreeing with me. And if you disagree with me and if you have an opinion that's contrary to mine, I'm going to call that misinformation. I'm going to find you $2,600. See, it's already here. It just isn't completely all invasive like it's going to be once C, uh, central bank digital currency gets you. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it's, it, it is going to be the end of our freedom, uh, the end of our ability. I, I don't know how any of us really escapes it. You can go live out on a homestead, but you still got to have money. I mean, you well, might that, be able that, to survive for a while, but I mean, well, that's what I explain to people all the time of, you know, living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. Unless, like, unless you had $5 million right now, you could go buy a homestead, build a 50-foot wall around the whole thing, put a dome over it so they can't uh, geoengineer your crops and destroy you. Um, you know, I mean, most of us, like, you could build a breakaway community and we could trade potatoes and barter back and forth for services and stuff. But at the end of the day, you need to go get a $25,000 John Deere tractor. You're not going to walk into that uh, dealer with, with a sack of red onions you know, and say, yeah, well, hey, can need, I get the John Deere need, tractor? You're going to need more than, yeah. You're going to need also, uh, along with that John Deere tractor, you're going to need millions of dollars worth of military hardware because – when they want to sweep you out, when they get that type of power, they'll have the type of military machinery to take you out in a matter of minutes. You know, they'll have the type of, they can just, okay, well, we know where they are. They're in this sector right here. Let's just, let's go carpet bomb them. Well, the other, the other thing will. too is like, you know, you say a bunch of us got together and we bought uh you know, uh, a thousand acres in West Virginia, right? And then you split it up into uh, five acre yeah. plots and then you take 500 acres and you build a big community owned farm that everybody owns a share in the farm that owns a piece of property in this community, like a half Amish style thing, right? And so down on one yeah. side, you have a big shared office space with internet and everything, maybe over in the living area, people say, oh, screw it. I don't want Wi-Fi and everything over here. So you could, you could build it. People can get together. You can figure it out. But, you know, the issue is they could fly an old-fashioned crop duster over it and just kill your farm. I mean, that's yeah, how well, easy it is. Yeah, the only way that I can see that you would be able to defend yourself from them is, is if you had 
weapons of mass destruction loaded onto a you know a delivery system like Kim Jong Un, you know. <laughs> yeah. That you could look. Okay, you can take us out, but we're going to take lots of you with us. So you know you have to have a deterrent, and unless if you can you can get the fellows you know to pitch in enough cash to buy you an ICBM or a few ICBMs with some thermonuclear weapons on them, and you might have a chance. But if it's just going to be you and the fellows on the back of your truck with some AK-47s or AR-15s, well, you ain't going to go far. Yeah, well, let, yeah. let's talk about that quick, because you mentioned to me before, because you have, you know, you know, prepped on a personal level where you could survive for a few yeah. weeks if shit hits the fan. But, like, you always were pretty upfront with me and you said like you know if it gets to the point where you've got to go underground and live in a bunker where you like breathe out of a straw through the ground like who really wants to do that because you said i don't know if you met some guys or you were watching some stuff with some of these like hardcore preppers but you said at the end of the day those prepper communities like those guys will be eating each other alive a, a month after shit hits the fan yeah they'll be sitting ducks because in that world let's face it the only thing you own is what you can defend. And right. they've got this idea that in this, this dystopian world that people are going to, that, you know, hordes are going to come up to their property. Oh, well, it says no trespassing. And, you know, I could get in trouble with the law. Well, there is no law, you know, or the law is, you know, are actually the people that will be coming up to your property is, is the new law that, disregards the old law therefore they don't recognize your property they recognize it as something that they can take just like the communists did with you know with with the russia you know with the russian citizens and the ukrainians you know back in the 1930s uh, they just take it it's, it's not yours anymore it's ours and you know here's a barrage of bullets to prove it uh and you know you're not going to have the the type of firepower it takes to defend your property unless you have serious military hardware and i'm talking about weapons of mass destruction the types of things they can use that can match what they would use on you right and right and yeah because because god only knows what these guys even have i mean they may have the ability to just laser zap you from one of elon Musk's they satellites they? they can they can sit in their pajamas and fly, fly a drone over you and take you out yeah what do you think what do you think yeah. happens to the uh, uh why do you think they've let the amish live the way they've lived for so long well i think that uh are the Amish there to give you and I hope? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But, you know, the United States, I mean, we've had, we've up until now, up until recently, we've had a constitution that allowed for that type of thing. And people, there was this concept of freedom, but that's, we, we're not under that anymore. The constitution is a, to these people that are, that are, gaining control over everything the people that are pushing the cbdc's that's an archaic document from a bygone era and it doesn't apply anymore it's they just it's obsolete they're not they don't care about your constitutional or inalienable rights they don't care about any of that no and that, uh, that's how i've, I've explained it, it to the like audience before Schwab say, i mean he's just saying we need a new way of doing things you know we need z we need to get rid of the 
this idea of freedom and, and uh, constitution, you know, it, they, they come right out and say it. And uh, they had a world government forum not too long ago where they were talking about well, what we need to do to get this one world government that, uh, that we so much need, that Dr. Pippa, I can't remember her last name, is, you know, we need to change the currency. Once we can get the currency, we can control everything. We can have our one world government. And that's the only way you're going to save the world is one world government. Yeah, no, no, psychopaths, but they are there. No, they are the most amazing part about it, Dan. When you, especially when you go back in history, you look at everything I've been looking at, and then take it all the way to the present. the The craziest part is where you see that, for the most part. They have worked in sync together. I mean, they really have. Like we said, there might be little power struggles between the varying uh, cartels. But at the end of the day, they've already agreed on, you know, what the system is. I, I, I mean, and I understand. You could break it down like uh, Wide Awake Jim has done on the show, and he's coming back next week to do uh, Bank for International Settlements, and he's going to show how they control BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. And then those three go into the publicly traded companies, and they end up taking over like 30% of that company, and then they control the board. And then they're able to say, you're going to do woke policies, you're adopting ESGs. And before you know it, you're watching the Super Bowl, and every major brand you've seen since we were children, you know, Coca-Cola, Doritos, every before you know it they're all running transgender ads in the matter of like one week and you're like wait a second how are all these companies in sync and this is how they do it through this control system um and then eventually once they have us locked into uh you know once they have us on the social credit score cbdc carbon credits that's no different than putting us all on the esg system and when you're relying on holding out your hand to the government it's for social engineering but they run it through slowly like they'll roll it out over one two three years so most people won't even realize that happened now you and me you know we may resist or say this is ridiculous and try to cheat it but it isn't about us it's about you know my kid it's about people that kids that are even younger than your kid it's always about the next generation that they're introducing this new stage in the slavery system to yeah if, if for any of your listeners you might want to check out you can find this on youtube you can find it anywhere you can go back to april it was the the world economic forum they, they threw it it was a one it was a world government forum that they put on and they had this, she's a famed uh, economist, entrepreneur, uh, uh, Dr. Pippa, they call her Pippa Malgram. And she comes from that uh, family of, uh, you know, it, it was associated with uh, Nixon and Kissinger and all that bunch. And she says, yeah, we, we have got to get rid of cash. She says that the time has come to get rid of paper money, get rid of cash and, and uh, bring in, usher in a one world digital currency. Uh, and that's, that's exactly what they're where they're and she explains why we need to do this is all the world's turbulent economy this will fix everything this is the uh you know this is the, the great elixir that will cure all of our ills and yeah, her dad was harold uh, malgum he was a senior aide to uh presidents john f kennedy lennon b johnson richard nixon and gerald ford and uh they're just telling you now they're not hiding it they're telling you what they're going to do and that's going to be the situ- 
bank digital currency, and that is going to be the end of it. And that's what all this FTX crap was about. Oh, yeah. No, it is. And I'm telling you, like all the gig companies that are all owned by the same technocrats, these things in part have become these test pilots. It's basically beta testing for what I think will be the first version of the government, you know, wallet, the government app that you carry around with you, where everything will be gamified. And this is how they're going to get you to do whatever they say. So if they want to make you look like an idiot, you're going to get a thing. It says, you get an extra CBDC carbon credit token today if you run out to the town square and jump around like a little circus monkey. And you go and do it, and you're going to get a CBDC token thrown at you. I mean, it's it's just like the experiment that Elon Musk showed a couple of years ago with Neuralink, where they had the monkey with the brain chip in, and he's playing uh, Pong inside of his head. And every time he does a good job they let him take a sip of a banana shake out of a straw it's the same exact thing like that's what we are we're the little macaque monkey to these people yeah yeah get ready for a long game of pong (laughs) (laughs) so what do you so i i mean i gotta ask you with all the research and stuff you're doing because i'm gonna ask jim when he's on too and he's trying to follow the technology and he reads all these boring documents out of the un and everything and he's looking at the infrastructure and build out of all the quantum computing they need to run um you know the international version of cbdc because like he said the system doesn't work until it's international at least the entire west has to be tied into it uh for all the the trading between the countries it's all has to work together what's your guess like when do you think that they're going to try to play the game where they're going to roll it out, let's say here in the United States, and tell people that your social security, your welfare, your food stamps are all going to be coming through the government CBDC wallet. What do you think the time frame is? I think that, well, they're, they're doing this pilot uh, starting at the beginning of 2023, so we're just about six weeks off. And it's a 12-week pilot, and I imagine they already know what the results are. They're doing just just for show. I think we'll start to see, uh, you know, the it's it's all the legis- everything is in place. You know, the executive orders in place. I mentioned that that's 14067 that Biden signed, and uh, I think we'll see it next year. I think we'll see the the launch of it next year, and and I would say that uh probably not long after uh we'll see another pandemic another released bioweapon and that's when they're going to say hey on second thought maybe cash is we got the technology now let's let's get cash out of the way we don't want to be spreading this thing to grandma let's do it for grandma and just they, that they're conditioning it i i think we'll see a lot of the stuff uh put in place in the year 2023 that's my opinion i may be wrong but it's looking that way no i I think they've done some more tabletops like event 201 and stuff i think the next pandemic is coming probably i mean based on if you go off of the number you know their tabletop exercises it'll be 2025 which would make a lot of sense because if they started if they start the pilot on cbdc in 2023 
and let's say they roll it out at the beginning of like the, at least the beginning phases at 2024 then 2025 for the pandemic would be perfect because you say like once you go a year into that system and then and then all of a sudden um they go oh my god another pandemic germs on the money then they go okay that's it we're going to get rid of that but you know what's great guys we've been working on the infrastructure we have the cbdc in yeah. place well i would i would I would say uh, I, I would calculate that to be pretty accurate, and that would give them five years. And by in five years, they'll have their agenda twenty thirty complete. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what I think. They're phasing it. Um, you know, it's piece by piece, and then what happens is by twenty twenty four, if uh, or twenty twenty five, if they launch Pandemic Two. That gives this CBDC two years in the works where it become people become desensitized to it. So by the time it, this is this is how this is why technocracy, in their own words, is the system of social engineering, and then it's the systematic control of the means of distribution uh, of goods and services and the control of the production of the goods and services. So what is the what is the system? Once you control the whole money supply this way, you're controlling <laughs> the means of the production and stuff because. You decide what manufacturers are allowed to receive money, which manufacturers are allowed to spend money to buy raw materials. Like, you control the whole system. So if Dan owns a factory making widgets and he's not part of the cabal, and if Dan can't spend his CBDC anymore buying raw materials to make widgets, well, guess what? Dan is out of business. He can't get wood anymore. It's impossible. He can't make widgets. So that's how they do it. Yeah. That sounds, that's a pretty, I would, I would go with that calculation. Yeah. Uh, that's how I would quantify it. I, I would say two years of, of, uh, you know, us getting acclimated to that form of currency. And then, the, then they drop the next few, which is the next pandemic. And then everybody, well, see, well, you know, I don't want to touch any, you know, well, and the thing is they've already see? primed many people over the last, what, five or ten years, I think. You you can't even get a paper Social Security check anymore. It's just a direct deposit. Uh, most employers, yeah. you know, just do direct deposit now every two weeks. You yeah. don't get a check That's anymore. So this is how they're going to be able to do this. And then what's going to happen is you say, well, wait a second. If Let's say you work for, I don't know, a restaurant, right? One of the places you play at. And so all the waiters and waitresses and the staff that works there, you know, they get a direct deposit every uh, two weeks. Well, you say, well, crabby daddies, they're not going to go for this. Well, yes, they will, because they're using a point of sale system like Square, okay, which is owned by the technocrats uh, to run their cash registers and they're using a quickbooks or a TurboTax that does all their paychecks well all of a sudden that company goes hey we're not doing the paychecks anymore that way crabby daddies we're just depositing cbdc into these people's social security number government wallets and that's it it's like that's how fast it gets done see all these small mom and pops that are left are operating on software whether it be like Salesforce or, like I said, Square or some of these others. That's how they introduce it. It's not the mom and pop that goes to seek out how to start paying employees in CBDC. It's their software that they're using that makes the change for them or their bank that makes the change for them. That's how simple it is. Yep. 
and then they make it really easy yeah. they just go hey you don't even have to process this anymore you know we we do it this way and so there's a buy-in from everyone involved at all levels of it and um the public is generally primed already because like you said people use zelle i mean i've been using venmo when i was still in the comedy business a lot of comedians were like just venmo me man i don't want to check so so many people are used to being paid in technically digital currency anyway because that's what venmo and yeah. paypal and zelle are so it's, people are primed for it yeah this is going to be programmable currency too and i think that that what they were talking about the world economic forum is the you know there will be things programmed into the money that will automatically determine what you can buy what you can't buy your it will it, streamline your tax process you know the taxes you're not going to have you probably will have to go to a tax you know uh to an accountant they pro it probably just deduct it automatically yeah yeah every every yeah, uh, one every one carbon token you get they're taking 30 percent yeah. of the carbon token no, yeah uh, well yeah these ai programs are going to be they're going to pro that's what they were talking about at that that world government forum uh that i mentioned there was that that pippa malgram yeah. Uh, yeah we we need to design the software this uh or this ai they say uh, that will control the the uh, CBDCs uh, to take care of all that, and, and you know we can we can put in there you know, how much carbon, how much meat, how much travel, you know. Uh, it can we can prevent people from buying things we don't want them to buy, like ammo and guns. And, uh, you know they won't be able to take their cash tips and. <laughs> not report that to the government and yeah yeah well and, 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 and see that's why I, I mentioned it a couple minutes ago but i just want to put it back out there it's it's once you have this system in place not only does it stop dan from being able to buy let's say ammo with his cbdc the gun shop that Dan goes to could be cut off so they can't use their CBDC to buy ammo. And the ammo manufacturer could be cut off where they can't use their CBDC to buy the metals needed to make the ammo. See, once they control the monetary system in this way, they can cut off everyone all the way down from the end consumer to everyone within that supply chain. So if they want to put a mom and pop a uh, grocery store out of business they can cut off their cbdc so those guys can't buy bananas or those guys can't buy oranges yeah you want to get in the back of your truck with the guys with your ars and go to washington and mount a uh, revolution well you're gonna have to buy gas <laughs> you know it's just it's, not uh, not even buy gas, Dan. Yeah, the, 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 the way that it's going to work with the cars, and th this actually goes back to the technocracy. <laughs> yeah, your car won't turn on because uh, it, yeah. it, it knows where you're going. I mean, that's the whole thing that people don't realize. In the original technocracy documents, they had an entire section on transportation, and the plan back then was that no one was allowed to own a car. So the government was in control of the cars, and there would only be one type of car, and 
it would come in a two, four, and six-seater version, and you would literally go to a government budget office or enterprise office, and you would take the car out, and then let's say you used the car for 24 hours. When you brought it back, you would be docked uh, energy certificates based on how much energy you consumed. It won't just be your car. You know, all this uh, beneath-the-skin technology that you've all talked about. You know, hey, if you start saying the wrong things and you start thinking the wrong things and you express it, you'll probably get some electric stimulation to help you, <laughs> you know, help, help you, you know, mend that, mend your thinking in the right direction. You know, it, it's a slave state, folks. It's a slave state. Uh, we're looking at a total tyrannical slave state with the CB uh, central bank digital currency. It's a slave state. It is, uh, it is. It is, you know, I I don't like to use terms like it's the mark of the beast, the anti, but it's just like that. It's beastly, okay? Maybe it is, uh, but it's it's definitely mimics that, and that's, well, I, uh, we're on the precipice of it. We well, better figure would, out what we can do to stop it. it. And I, I'm not sure what the answer to that is, other than this. All say, I think what we're the only thing we're doing is what we're doing right now, Dustin. We're 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 doing this podcast. We're trying to warn people, hey, this is coming. Don't be fooled by all the bells and whistles that they're promising you with. This is what's really on the other side of it. All you got to do is go look at China. They're already doing it there. This is what's heading in your direction. You've got to do whatever you can to stop this. And you and, and that starts by we've got to get the word out. And because the mainstream media is not good, they're hiding it. Even the right wing, you know, Newsweek, they'll talk all day about Hunter's laptop but they're not talking about cbdc or not newsmax or fox they're not going to talk about this stuff yeah well i put i put out this little plan on the fly the other day i was just free flowing and i ended up going through you know trying to weed in some uh start to weave in solutions more solutions and i came up with this thing educate uh insulate separate congregate and accelerate so it's educate yourself and others those who want to be educated you need to continue to wake them up and share information like we just talked about here i've been doing on the other shows then insulate like you need to start like look in the mirror and start to say to yourself there is a rug pull coming that i'm that is not going to have a bounce back so if you've got money sitting in investments things like that how do you free that up what's the best thing to go buy right now physical assets that you can hold on to should you take a gamble to buy a piece of property right now at least a place you can go bug out to that's away from a city you know then it's uh separate and i say start to separate yourself from highly uh you know densely populated areas because you are a little safer if you get a little further out Uh, and then congregate you have to start networking with like-minded individuals and start building a new community around yourself of people that know how to farm and things like that and then accelerate you need to put your foot on the gas and accelerate all those things i just mentioned because they are coming at us at warp speed and so we can sit around and talk about it and war game it all we want but at some point you do have to start making moves 
dreams. You have to make a list of your realistic options, you know, what your goals are. You know, the toughest part, I think, for people, Dan, is that accepting that this is the new normal, just like they told us, this is Build Back Better, this is the Great Reset, this is the Fourth Industrial Revolution, we're in it right now. We are in a quasi-technocracy right now. And so it's hard for people to accept that this you know, version of the American dream over the last 25 years they sold us of saving for your kid's college and sending them to college and then you saving for retirement, retiring in Disney World so you can play golf every day. Like, those just aren't realistic goals anymore, I don't think. I think people have to realize, like, that is the, the maybe the dream of yesteryear, but it's not realistic. That's not going to be your existence in 15 or 20 years. That's just not the way it is anymore. Nope. And it's hard hard for people to accept that but i i have to run here in a second but i i I just would close to tell you this way i mean the mindset needs to be hey look you can die in your boots or you can die in their corral okay but that's what we're coming down to and and you better you better put your boots on or or be just willing to be a a willful sheep you know Definitely. I appreciate it very much, Dan. I know you got to run. Any any uh, final thoughts, or is that it? Well, uh, yeah, I do have one final thought that, that I should always include in this. Is you know, there's as as dark as we painted this picture, there is uh, there is a hope, and uh, ultimately, that hope uh, lies in the fact that we do believe in a creator, and I do believe that the creator is in control. And that before we get up and start worrying about this every day, we need to be mindful of the creator and we need to spend time with them and we need to seek him and understand that, that he is none of the stuff that we're talking about is too big for him. And no, uh, that's a good message. And I, and I do, I bring that up to the audience quite often. I say, um, You know, my mentality, especially over the last few years since COVID land and, you know, divorce and other things, you know, take control of the things in your life that you do have control over. Don't give up and just wait for somebody else to fix the problems. You have the ability to take control of the things you have control of. Everything else, you just got to pray and leave it in the hands of God because don't drive yourself crazy trying to solve problems that you don't have control over. There are some things that you just don't have control over. So that you've got to leave up to God, but don't get lazy. The things you do have control over, work your butt off and try to make the changes you need to make to insulate yourself and to educate yourself and to try to separate yourself from some of this chaos. Um, Somebody had mentioned on a show, I can't remember if it was you, that they they were talking about moving into uh, kind of building their own homestead. And somebody said, well, you know, I live in the city. You know, they were friends and they said, well, I'm going to try to do it. And they said, well, what are you going to do? Outlast me for two weeks? And he said, yeah, I will outlast you for two weeks. But for those two weeks, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, so that's, that's my thing. It's like you can't get so depressed that you're going to climb under your bed, you know, pop an Adderall with a gun in your mouth. Uh, but because you should go out there and use your time and your energy to actually start to make these moves. So that you um, you can insulate yourself a little bit more than everyone else. That's right. 
All right, Dan, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Say uh, hi to your puppy for me. I'll be down there to train it on the, uh, the potty training soon. Well, enjoy Thanksgiving, uh, William's first Thanksgiving. It's, it's, I'm so happy for you. So. Well, we're going to stuff him well, with uh, some cranberry stuffing and uh, eat him. I hope he tastes yeah. good. <laughs> it's, there you go. It's a Jeffrey Dahmer Thanksgiving. thank you very much dan all right everybody uh leave us a five-star review at apple Podcasts and a comment uh check out pain.tv slash gold if you haven't done that and if you'd like to leave a donation for the show it is donorbox.org slash dustin gold show thank you everybody have a wonderful evening and a fantastic thanksgiving i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.